This is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. The art of charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. Hey everyone, welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the finest minds in the industry to teach you how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you expertise and packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. The show is about you. We're here to help you become the best you can be in every area of your life. If you're new but you wanna know more about what we teach here at the Art of Charm live programs here in Los Angeles, check out the toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. And of course, make sure to stay up to date with us and with everything going on here as well as get tons of free stuff that we don't give away on the show by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. And trust me, it, it's not a spam thing. I'm far too lazy to create or have anyone create anything that's too frequent or annoying. Anyway, the toolbox, of course, we've got our fundamentals such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, dating, attraction, business, networking, negotiation, relationship management, breakups, all kinds of stuff that's really important that most people overlook. And of course, our live programs are running every single week here in Los Angeles, California. Details on those at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp or call us or email us, Jordan at The Art of Charm. I read everything, believe it or not. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you here at The Art of Charm. Today we're talking with my friends Kong and Jesse from Simple Pickup. We're actually gonna talk about, and we start off with this, which is funny, why pickup and PUA stuff is bad for you, how to know when you're ready to settle down in a relationship or not, and getting psyched up to go out to be social, to meet people, to network, whatever it is you need to do, and last but not least, tricking your mind into being more positive. So enjoy this one with Kong and Jesse from Simple Pickup YouTube fame. So first of all, tell us who you guys are and, and what you guys do, because a lot of people have heard of you and a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, those guys from those videos. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So uh, we are Simple Pickup. We have a, a YouTube channel called Simple Pickup, obviously. Um, we just hit our 2 million subscriber mark. Wow. And essentially what we do is, you know, on the surface, we provide kind of like uh, an entertainment level of picking up girls to people. So um, we do a lot of other things too for entertainment purposes but generally we do pick up you know so we pick up girls and we show people essentially that you know if we can do it with these weird challenges like dressing up as i don't know harry potter doing it in wheelchairs then the average guy who is just himself can do it too without the handicaps yeah i i like that a lot although you know harry potter could be an advantage depending on the audience that's true that is actually true <laughs> um, so you know, a lot of people are going to go, oh, my God, I thought you guys weren't doing pickup stuff anymore. And like, look, they interviewed these guys. Wow. Why do you guys do what you do? First of all, how is what you do different from like PUA, like routine, you know, teller, this made up story? How is what you guys do different from the stuff that's getting all that hate? Yeah, you guys have gone to, to more of like um, success, business, lifestyle, yeah, lifestyle, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> we've left the, a lot of the dating stuff behind in part because listen, like if guys want to come in for dating stuff, we have that, but it's not going to be PUA pickup artist stuff. And so we just decided, listen, there's no real, hey, we're the dating guys that don't act like weirdos. There's no, you can't do that. It doesn't work because nobody believes you. So we just literally took it out of the brand completely. And we're like, let's not even talk about it anymore because guys 
who want to come in for that stuff and all the healthy stuff, they'll be able to get both here and they can easily read between the lines, but we don't have to advertise it because once you do, you alienate all these guys who are like, I'm married, I can't even be looking at this, I'm gonna get in trouble. It's funny because our female, and I'm sure you have the same phenomenon, our female listener base is like, thank God somebody's teaching guys this stuff. And the guys are like, oh yeah, that stuff's lame, bro, I don't need that, that's stupid. Or like, I'm not looking at that, I'm happily married. And meanwhile, his wife's emailing us, like my husband and I listen to your show and I wish he would go to your silly boot camp, but he won't because his <laughs> ego is bruised by the fact that he needs yeah, this it, stuff it's, too. It's funny, the guys that, that say those kinds of things, like, oh, that's stupid, or I, I would never use that, are usually the guys that need it the most. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure you've got that. But let's, let's back up the truck. Why yeah, is yeah. what you do different from like these dudes who wear light up because guys are like oh you dress as harry potter to get chicks there's guys out there that wear light up crap to the club like led belt buckles and stuff yeah you, just 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 to clarify we don't dress up as harry potter to get chicks. right that's the point it's, it's <laughs> yeah and i think people probably accuse you like well yeah it's easy when you're gonna go around roller skates in a speedo you're gonna get tons of attention and you're like dude the whole point is that's not an advantage <laughs> like at all yeah yeah um we we get this question a lot and we actually I, I really don't like to use the term pickup artist just because it's dorky. Yeah. And not only that, but being able to go talk to a random girl on the street should not, you know, a person who does that should not have a title. Like that should just be <laughs> something that, that a normal guy does. If Good you, point. You know, like if I see a guy who has a cool jacket on or a cool, you know, skateboard, He's or whatever, a jacket artist, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, Hey, where'd you get that skateboard? It's like, you, you shouldn't have a title for being able to talk to strangers. I think it, it, there's just such a weird mentality in society that it's weird to talk to random people that you have to call these guys who pick up girls something. So people go to the word pickup artist. And, um, you know, the difference really between us and everybody else is one of our biggest mantras, I guess, is to not be a douchebag. We try as hard as we can to just be like normal guys who are a little, a little bit below average looking. And I'd go out and just bit. have a little bit. Yeah, I've met you guys. That's uh, that's generous. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Dude, we should we should do an episode like our handicap is just looking like yeah. Us. We should just go out the street as, as us. <laughs> that's the handicap. Right, well, I mean, um, all jokes aside, one of you guys is Asian. One of you guys is. Are you Indian, Jesse? And here's the thing, though. There's tons of guys, Indian and Asian, that email, and they're like, yeah, you can do it because you're white. What Will this work for Asian guys? And I'm white like, privilege. Wa watch this video <laughs> of not white guys doing way better than anyone in talking yeah. with the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, that's, that's one of the things that I really like. Like, we met a while ago, you know, when we almost when we first started, Jordan. Yeah, it was a long time that, ago. That's, that's one of the things that I really liked about you and, you know, your whole group of friends is that, uh, even though you were in like the dating kind of industry a little bit more than now at that point, you know, you guys came off as just cool, regular guys and you're not coming off as like, oh, I'm just going to try to out alpha this guy or I'm going to show up late or I'm going to do this and that to show that I have more power than him. Like people get really caught up in that when they when they hear the word pickup artist or when they get into pickup. And I think that's really the main difference. Like we, we, we just want to teach guys to one, be super cool so that people like you, but two, at the same time, don't be a douchebag and like put your ego away and just be 
like, cool guy. Like, for example, don't have pictures of you traveling that accidentally fall out of your pocket onto the floor so that you can then talk about them. <laughs> Is that like, a real thing? I, I'm not so yeah. That's like a that's like an old routine that that, that we read up on recently. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Here's me skydiving with Obama. No big deal. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not photoshopped at all. There's my my money clip that has two like hundred dollar bills on the top. But the rest are just ones. <laughs> Print, printouts of coupons for Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> it's still money, man. Um, yeah, so that, I think that's the main difference is that we don't like having an ego and we don't want people to have an ego. And naturally, when you get into pickup, I think a lot of people tend to steer toward that direction. But hopefully, we're, you know, when they watch our stuff, they, they're kind of steered back into being themselves but the best part of themselves yeah well that mirrors the art of charm really well you know we are teaching guys to put their best foot forward be the best version of yourself and it, it's you're right it's very hard to do that with an ego in the way that's like i want to be the best version of myself as long as other people approve of that person and think that person's cool and i've got to make sure that i communicate that in these really weird ways like you said not showing up on time i mean all that stuff Guys get in this because they want to be better at either a certain skill, which is like meeting and attracting women, or to be better men in general if they're a little bit more enlightened because they know that when they deserve what they want, it comes much easier. And then there's all this weird, poisonous, toxic stuff coming in from the PUA, pickup artist type folks, community, whatever you want to call it, that's like, oh, yeah, all that value, be nice to everyone stuff, that's lame and that's that's just like beta. What you need to do is like not show up. And then when they text you, just be like, whatever, bro, I'm lifting or whatever stupid thing, <laughs> you know, is going on. This is a totally separate topic, but there's this weird transformation where like a nerdy, quiet guy is like, I'm sick of being stepped on or I want to get better at this. And then like a year later, you meet him and he's like, I've been studying this stuff and he's a total a-hole. And you're like, wow, yeah, you used to be yeah. really nice. Yes, you were quiet, but now you're like a, just a bad guy. And then they have to come through that. But most people won't. What they do is they hit the wall and go, this stuff's not real. And then they get mad at themselves. They get mad at the people that were trying to help them. And then they're still mad at women or they've gotten much worse than they were even before they started. So they become bitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I could take a lot of flack for like, like, oh, you came from the pickup artist community and now you're hating on it. And it's like, it, this isn't something I decided, oh, I need to hate on it because it's profitable. I don't like it because it's bad for people. I will say that publicly. You, you know, you know what it is though? It's like the sense of when people go out and they do these things, they're expecting things in return. One of the things that we, we always say is you, you got to just give value to the world in every way possible and just expect nothing in return. And that's really how you get the value back, believe it or not. You know, but like these people are going out and they're like learning these things and they're doing these things and they're just like, I, they think they're giving value, quote unquote, to people they meet and, you know, getting people to have fun. But in reality, they're doing it expecting something back. You know, they talk to a girl or they, you know, they even talk to a guy. They play these tricks expecting that these people are going to like them, that yeah, they're going to like worship them or something. The fact that a guy goes up to a girl and, you know, grows some balls and actually talks to her, he thinks, because I am doing this and I'm making this sacrifice, she now owes her vagina yeah, to and me. I think that's where a lot of the ego comes from. And I'm not a huge fan of radical feminists, but sometimes they have a point. There's guys out there that just make everybody else look bad. But that's within anything. There's just going to be douchebags in the world. Yeah. We just tried to stray away from that douchebaggery. Absolutely. And for better or for worse, you guys are so public with everything on YouTube that you can't really avoid it. And you do take some of the good with the bad. For example, I mean, we had this interview scheduled 
six months or something almost now. It's been a long time. But in between, when we had scheduled this, there was an article that came out, it, it literally might have been this month or last, where some guy who was, I don't know if he was an intern of yours or if he just said he was, was on Hollywood Boulevard and he was like trying to kiss girls and it was just like, beware if this guy talks to you. You can't really control your brand in that way. And again, it's one of the reasons why the art of charm stays away from that type of branding, but you literally, you have to sort of, that's a risk that you guys have that's to tolerate. That's so inevitable. Like, it's, yeah. it's just, it happens. I mean, at this point, we actually enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, so that article in particular, actually, when it came out, we saw, when we look back at the, that date, we got a boost in subscribers on our YouTube channel when, <laughs> when that article came out. And then KTLA, which is like a local channel here in LA, right, yeah. they did like a piece on it. You can look it up. It's so hilarious. The, the, the title is literally called Kissing Controversy. Wow. And then subtitle was something like, if you're walking around Hollywood, watch out. This guy might kiss you. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's like the news uses like BuzzFeed titles to get yeah. clicks. They, they're like, they, sure. they use the, the shitty version of BuzzFeed titles. <laughs> so, I mean, for us, we know that that's going to happen. And the reason that we want to stay in this dating niche is that we really don't care. And we actually like when that kind of stuff happens because, you know, there's going to be people like those white knights that are like, oh, these guys are douchebags or whatever. But there's going to be a lot of people that are like, that makes absolutely no sense why that is a controversy. <laughs> I'm going to check out their channel. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah, actually, I can see why that would be good for you guys. When stuff like that happens, was that guy doing what you would encourage him to do or did he get caught doing something inappropriate? Like, what's the backstory there? I mean, the backstory for that is this guy was an intern for us at, at one point. And um, right when that that came out, I asked him, like, what's going on here? Like, you know, we don't condone kissing girls that don't want to be kissed. You know, that's fucking stupid. So he said what happened was she got angry that he used lines on her that he used on other girls because she, I guess, looked at the channel and said, oh, shit, he said those exact same things to me. Right. And then he showed me her text messages with that girl and they were tentatively setting up a date and they were flirting back and forth a lot. And all of a sudden she just stopped responding. And I'm assuming that's when she kind of found out that he was involved with simple pickup. So if you actually read the article, it says she was something along the lines of uh, she was angry that she, the same lines were used on her that were used on someone else. Yeah. So she felt manipulated, which is like kind of understandable, although. But, do you know, like like when you feel manipulated is the first thing you do is go to L.A.ist. Yeah, that's really that's <laughs> super weird. Yeah, that part's weird. I, I will. I will give you that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I feel so used. I'm going to write a blog post about it and warn other people. I mean, maybe that is the new media landscape, but. I think it's a little strange. It seems more normal that she would be like, hey, what's the deal here? I thought, you know, exactly, we connected. Yeah, yeah. And also, also just because I was actually genuinely concerned at first, like, you know, like, what are you doing? But then I looked at the text messages and they were flirting hardcore back and forth. And I was just like, okay, so she's, you know, yeah, she saw your channel and <laughs> she thinks you're a player or whatever it is. I understand that. I mean, I understand both sides of that story. Absolutely. For sure. Because I, if, you, if you think about it, if that happened to you, if that happened to you, you, wouldn't you do whatever you could to make that other person feel like shit? If you thought someone was manipulating you, you would want to get back at them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable at all. It's just kind of a bummer that it resulted in a massive blog post that affected your company, although it, it actually affected you positively, so, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, those. I mean, when it's when you read the whole post, you're, you're, you're going to be like, this is not even... Yeah, I did read the whole thing. I, I did, and you know, I do, I do get a little bummed when I see stuff like that because when I see 
stuff affecting guys who I consider like some of the good guys when it comes to this stuff. There's a lot to read between the lines from your videos and some of the content that you have. And it's positive. It's like, hey, there's real bad guys doing this stuff out here that get banned from entire countries, which we've seen recently with those pickup guys getting banned from like Australia. Some of that stuff is bad. Yeah, yeah. Now that is something we actually we we put a post on symbolpickup.com like on the front page after that happened. And we were because we felt so compelled, like something needs to be said because we do have like a certain level of influence over young men in the world. Yeah. And yeah, after yeah. that happened, we were like, we need to say something. So we, we put a post on our, on our site that said what we think pickup is actually about. And it got a pretty positive response. I don't think making a Twitter account and, and talking shit about women, even if it's in a joking way, which I don't know how anyone would really know that. Yeah, of course. That's because it's only a joke when you get caught, right? <laughs> when you get caught saying bad stuff and you get the media spotlight it's all oh you don't understand my humor i'm a comedian really because it's that i doubt you've ever made a cent being a comedian because it's just not that funny back to the show you know what do you guys hope to teach by your videos and it, the one major point was Hey, you know, you can do this. Look, I'm in a wheelchair and, you know, or I'm dressed up as Harry Potter or I'm wearing a Speedo and not much else and roller skating around. Not to equate those things with obviously having a physical disability, but you guys have, I mean, is it hundreds of videos? Am I exaggerating? Dozens and dozens at least. Yeah, I would say about, what, 200? 200-ish. So hundreds is a legit of videos where you're literally looking for other ideas on how to make it harder and more ridiculous and funnier. Like just to, just today, actually, we filmed an episode where we went out, picked up girls, but right before we talked to the girl, we bit on a ghost pepper. So yeah, yeah, it was extremely <laughs> spicy. Wow. Oh, that's uh, awful. So were you just like sweating, crying? crying into, yeah, sweating. we were literally crying. <laughs> we would go up to the girl and be like, I'm, just, I'm crying because you're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even tell her like, hey, I just bit into a hot pepper. Yeah, part of the challenge was you cannot let the girl know why. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So she just thinks like this, some crazy dude just walked up to me. He's clearly high on meth or something and started chatting me up. <laughs> yeah. And surprisingly, a good amount of girls had really great responses. They're like, this is kind of funny. I don't know what's going on here. Of course, you know, after we get the number or whatever, at the end we go, hey, we're actually filming something. Can we use your footage? Whatever, whatever. Um, But up until that point, they're just like, a lot of them are just having a blast because we're having fun doing it. So it it rubs off on them. You know, it's like whatever you feel, she's going to feel too. Yeah. But er yeah, earlier you asked like, what is our goal with all of this? And, And my goal is basically, there's lots of guys, especially in college who are sitting in class next to a cute girl and they don't do anything uh yeah that's like every guy ever exactly it's just a lack of action like men just don't take action when they know they should and we just want them to take that first step and sort of have an idea of what to do yeah and and this goes way beyond just girls too um on the surface we're talking about you know how you can pick up a girl but a lot of our uh, podcasts and videos on project go that uh, we it's like a membership site that we have we talk about a lot of bigger picture things too you know we talk about how to be more creative how to manage your time more productively how to network and just make friends with people so the skills that you learn when you just learn how to you know, talk to a girl, it's universal, as you probably know. And um, that's really the main goal here is not just to get somebody laid. That's great if they do, but it's to give them an avenue to learn the skills they need that 
they could use for life. And um, we went through that journey ourselves. Jesse and I used to be super antisocial. You know, my whole story was when I went to college, I was like, this is going to be a new life. I made three friends on Facebook that year. And they weren't even my real friends. I just added them because they were in my group in class. And so I finally decided to do something with my life. And we went on this whole journey of like six years of us just going out, trying these weird like pickup artist things. And eventually we kind of found our own style. We kind of found our own identity. And that's when we said two idiots like us can change ourselves in such a significant way through learning how to talk to girls. Everybody can do that too. So that's really the message that we're trying to spread is that if you want to change in your life, you have the power to make that change. Okay, gotcha. Well, I like that. Obviously, that's a running theme of the show. I mean, I see the email come in where they're like, it's like that David after the dentist video is this going to be forever? Like they get a one rejection or they feel ignored or slighted or snubbed or they get passed over for a promotion. They're like, after a while, you, you might believe that this is just what is going to happen to you. Like this is your life. And that's, that's how it's going to be. And it sucks to be you. Like, especially for, for me, I went, what, 19 years with this idea that girls hated me. You know, I failed so many times. I got friend zoned so many times by girls. And I had that for 18 years, literally, I guess from puberty, it would be like, you know, nine years or whatever. But like, that's, that's the type of mindset that I have. So, so it's definitely hard to, to push yourself to, to change. But Sometimes it just requires like an external force to push you toward a certain direction in order for you to start making that change yourself. And we're hoping like there's no way you're going to watch one of our videos and then it's like, oh, my life has changed. But right. we're hoping that we can be that external force that just pushes you, let's say, two to three degrees today, right, to another path. But 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're at a completely different place just because you pivoted two degrees from where you originally were going to go. Sure. And, and real quick, also, I suffered from like really, really bad social anxiety. And I was so depressed that every single day I would literally fantasize about putting a bullet in my brain. And the oh, wow. and I went to doctors, I, I went to psychologists, I took medication for a short period, and nothing really did anything for me until I actually started to kind of put myself out there and like, actively try to improve myself because I didn't think that I personally had control over my emotions or over my future. And once I, that kind of clicked in my mind and I started working towards that, my depression went away, my anxiety went away. So for me, it's like a really personal mission that I want to achieve. Like there's so many guys that watch our, our videos that have the same problems. They have social anxiety, they have depression, and they see me talking about it. And I get messages from them saying, you know, like I used to be just like you. I used to have social anxiety. I used to be depressed. And I started following what you guys taught and it just went away. I don't want to give people the wrong impression either. It's not like you did it overnight, right? Like that story oh, made no. it sound like right. you just snapped of out of it. it yeah, there was a long time. There was like a, a good year. We were just talking to, to random girls at our college campus or at malls or whatever. And he, he could not for a whole year tell a girl that she looks beautiful or like compliment her in any way. <laughs> like straight oh, up, we would go out. And he was just like, fuck, I can't do it, man. And then I would go tell, just do, just go. And he would just go up and be like, What's the time? Dude, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go to the grocery store and talk to the cashier. Yeah. I, so, and, oh, and wow. And I talk to the cashier, I mean, like, if she asked me a question like, hey, do you want plastic or paper? I would be like, I would start stumbling. It was so bad. I, I just, my social anxiety was like the worst yeah, thing it, in my it's life. It's definitely a um, process. It's definitely a journey. But, you know, back then we were just reading these like really weird, crazy books that didn't really sure. help that much. Now you got things like, 
Art of Charm, what you guys are doing is awesome. Hopefully, you know, people watch our videos and it, it gives them that boost. It, it helps them learn faster. But again, even with that, it's still going to take time. You're not going to be everything you want to be just overnight. All of us who are in this, and I think myself especially, social anxiety growing up, I remember it being crippling, terrible, getting embarrassed because somebody would talk to me, especially a girl, and then just being like, this sucks. This is the worst thing ever. Because you can't, at that moment, you feel like you can't control this. This is some weird thing that you have that if it doesn't go away, you're gonna live in a basement and you're just gonna feel so much better never leaving your house. And then, of course, you feel awful because you're living in a basement with like no windows. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's better than the alternative in the immediate sense in that at least no one's talking to or looking at you. That that was another thing that I had when I was like in sixth grade. I was like, everyone's looking at me right now because I just got glasses. Meanwhile, like no one cares. No one gives a shit. Dude, yeah. that reminds me, when I first started wearing glasses, I would take them off when I talked to people because I was so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take them off. I would be like, oh, you want to have a conversation? Okay, hold on one sec. And I would take off my glasses. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time, I remember sitting in this position where I would shield my glasses from other people. And I, I purposely chose a seat like on the edge of the room so I could shield it and I could look at the board with the glasses. And I remember this girl was like, did you get glasses? Are they nerdy? And then like later on, her friend was like, why don't you ever talk to Rebecca? She really likes you. And I was like, why does she make fun of me all the time? And just like had no clue about any of this stuff, you know, in middle school and, and moving beyond that. I know right now everyone's listening and going, everyone's a- a- awkward in middle school. Every kid's self-conscious when they get glasses. It's different when like you feel like you can't even go to school. And I, it sounds like you were kind of there. You had it even worse, not being able to talk to a cashier as like an adult. Yeah, this was as an adult. So yeah, I know a lot of people are going to be curious. You guys have been doing this for, how long have you guys been doing this, the videos and stuff? Almost, what, what was it, three 2011. Years. Three years. So, no, almost like four, four years. years. Holy shit. Yeah, almost four years. During that time, have you guys had girlfriends, serious relationships, and stuff like that? For me, on and off, uh, it, nothing was like super serious, but I've dated girls, you know, for a couple months at yeah. a time. Open relationships as much as I could possibly like, you know, swing that. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're at a point where we're, we're still, we, we have a business of our own. We're still trying to grow the business. And it, it's just so hard to have a relationship, like a good relationship, and run the business at the same time, oh, yeah. at least at this point. I feel like this is a PSA, but it gets better because <laughs> I totally know what you mean. I've been dating Jenny for almost two years. If you go back three years, any girl that I was dating would be like, I've heard this and I literally heard this before. You're married to your business, so this isn't gonna work. Yep. I've and I've had that and I've been like and I remember sitting down, like it wasn't like call you out of the blue, I'm sorry, it's over. It was like we're we're hanging out for like the first time in two and a half weeks or something. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm so sorry. And she's like, Listen, and I'm still friends with a lot of these chicks, but it's like, listen, you're married to your business. I, I, I gave up on this relationship. I just wanted to hang out with you because like we should do that when we can, but this is clearly not going to be a thing uh, right now, if ever, because I was spending 12, 14 hours a day working, six, seven days a week, and it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time, which is awesome, but the problem is when somebody's looking forward to seeing you all week, and you're like, yeah, 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 Friday, Saturday, and then you're like, Friday afternoon, you're like, ah, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do it this weekend, I'm slammed, they're just like, okay, you clearly don't really want to make it work, and it, they were totally right. Yeah, exactly, and um, you know, if you're honest with them from the beginning, it shouldn't be a big deal. Some girls just aren't going to want to have that type of guy in their life, and that's cool. What changed with you, Jordan? Um, for me, it was 
I finally, you know, the Art of Charm was getting really, really successful and I started to build a really good support team and I started to look, I started to look in the mirror more like, and I realized, all right, I'm like 32 or whatever I was at the time and I'm not getting any younger and, you know, I I met this awesome girl and like I need to take better care of myself so I started doing that. It's kind of like getting in shape. Like if I don't start handling this now, I'm going to regret it. And so I started to be like, all right, I need to take dating and relationships at a deeper level with females more seriously, instead of just focusing on teaching a lot of really good, cool networking, dating skills to other people. And once I started to do that, it was like, I only had to date a handful of people and I met Jenny and I was like, this is awesome. It's very much so what you focus on. So I guarantee you, especially with your guys' skill set, as soon as you guys start to go, cool, you know, our, our website's making money, our business is going really well, we have a really good system set up, we have really good people working with us, you're gonna meet some cool chick and it's gonna be like, oh my God, how am I in a serious relationship? That just happened without me kind of paying attention and that's how it happens for men. Women are arguing with that they're right now shaking their head because they're like, no way. But for guys, getting into a serious relationship, in my experience and the experience of many of my friends, is very much a result of a lot of our conscious actions to sort of cut out a lot of the BS and get over the fact like that you need to get something out of your system, et cetera. And knowing what you don't want, which you guys have probably spent a lot of time doing over the last few years just through the process of dating, it'll hone down your level of tolerance for BS, flakiness, and all the stuff that you guys are gonna experience now that you live in Hollywood with the women there. But once you meet somebody who's not like that, you're gonna be like, keeper, and then it's gonna go, that's gonna be the next long-term serious relationship that you guys have. I don't mean you're gonna get necessarily married to that girl, but you know right now that, especially since you guys meet women all week slash all day doing what you're doing, you kind of get that it's not that big of a deal anymore, so now you're screening for an entirely different level, an entirely different set of criteria, and I think for you guys that's going to result in you guys finding that when you start looking for it, but probably not any sooner than that. Right, right. Yeah, and we're totally open-minded to it. Um, you know, we're just not actively looking for it right now. Yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. And that might that might lead to you guys meeting someone awesome, or it might be a couple more years, and then you're like, okay, I need to start, exactly. like, grow the fuck up, which is kind of what I said to myself. And then it shortly thereafter, it was literally not that long thereafter, and a lot of people are like, oh no, that means you just picked the first person that came by, but it, that's not the case when you meet lots of different women. It's only the case when you meet two women a year through work or your social circle yeah. that you end up settling for something like that. So if you're meeting five girls or, or whatever, you guys are probably meeting way more than that per week, you're not gonna be like, oh, she's cute, guess I should date her for four years. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, when a guy marries his high school sweetheart, I'm just like, ah, oh, how the chances of that like ending in a, or being a very happy relationship are so small because you have no idea what's actually out there. Like you don't know, you know, it's a, yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it depends on your rate of growth too. I mean, if you go back to my hometown in Michigan, a lot of people married their high school sweetheart, but that was probably fine because they were literally, they went to the same college and they were probably done growing as a person in, in many respects by age 22. Like all the big, massive growth changes had sort of stopped and they were ready to sort of be on one track with someone. For me, I felt like I was massively growing and changing up until the past couple of years and now it's more of a conscious effort that's tapered. It's not that I've stopped growing, I'm definitely growing just as much, but I had to find somebody who, one, could keep up with that, two, found that as a, a major core value in themselves, and three, had a lot of the same core values as me, too. So that is what makes for a good relationship when you're into growing yourself. But if you're just like, 
whatever, I live in a small town in Michigan, and whatever comes may come, your rate of growth is much slower and peaks much earlier, in my opinion. Sure, sure, I completely agree with that. And even then, half of those people get divorced because they're like 28, and they're like, what? Why the hell did I marry the chick I've been dating since I was 16? That was dumb. And then, you know, the walls cave in. So you, you guys are right as well. What about when you're going out and you're filming the videos and things like that? I mean, a lot of them are just outright hilarious, which is good for viral appeal. What about teaching some some skills to the guys that are are watching? I mean, do you have something instructional that you can deliver? Because I know a lot of guys are like, cool, but they're not gonna necessarily go out, dress up like Harry Potter and try to meet women. What do you encourage them to go out and do as an action step right after they consume some of your material other than laugh and you know, crack open another beer or whatever they're doing while they're watching your YouTube channel? Uh, there's so many things, <laughs> but... Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, after you watch the YouTube channel, I think one of the main things to do is just to start talking to people. We've been talking about like talking to girls and approaching girls and stuff, but a lot of people just don't talk to people in general. I'll, I'll give you one really good example. When I moved into my new apartment uh, in Hollywood, there was a door guy that, you know, I would say hi to you like at the beginning and then I stopped saying hi to him every day. And I was thinking to myself, like, why am I not saying hi to him? And further than that, like, why have I not talked to him, this guy I see every single day? So then I made a conscious effort to try and talk to him. And that's just one small example. But, you know, for somebody who's just sitting in the room and they're like, you know, I need to do something with my life. You can't just go out and start making out with random girls in the club. Maybe you can. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but if there if you could, there's a video on your channel about it. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, you know, for a lot of people, it just you, you got to take we always say go 150 percent, but go 150 percent, not on those big, huge steps, but take the baby steps first. So just, just start talking to people when you order a coffee at, at Starbucks, ask the barista how her day went, you know, um, ask what's your favorite drink on the menu. And then try something new and then talk to her about that. Like, it's very, very simple. But a lot of people just don't do that. They're like, you know, I want to get so many girls and I want to be the social guy. But they just don't even take these baby steps to just start talking to the people that are immediately around them. Same if you're in class or if you're working. There's people around you every single day that I'm sure you have not even said one word to. And they don't they don't know that it feels really good to do that. Like, especially if you have anxiety, like you don't, there's no way someone with social anxiety would ever think to themselves, like, if I talk to the barista at Starbucks, I'm going to feel better. But the truth is you feel so much better. It's, it's a good feeling to kind of step outside of your comfort zone. So of course, talking with people around you, making sure that you're engaging with people, because a lot of <laughs> what happens is when people are part of our routine, they become scenery. And it's a shame because those are actually your best networking opportunities. Neil Patel, if you ever heard of that guy, is an entrepreneur. Yeah. He wrote a blog post about, he, bought, he like bought a condo in the Mandarin Oriental in Vegas as an investment, and he's like, let's see if this makes money. So he, he just invested like millions of dollars in that and then furniture to see if the appearance of success would make him more successful. And he said, well, it doesn't matter what's inside. So he donated all the furniture, and there's a picture of him sitting on the floor of this like badass Mandarin Oriental hardwood floor condo on his laptop, because he's kind of weird like that in a cool way. And he said, but the the elevator and the lobby and the hallways where you see your neighbors, he's like, this has been directly profitable. And he's talking about these contracts and this, because he's social and talks to people and networks really well. 
he talks about like he got a consulting contract with like a hedge fund guy for 600 grand a year and he helps another company with his website another entrepreneur with his website for like 360 grand a year and it's like he said he got those literally just because he lives in that building and was able to see these people four or five times or maybe 50 times for all i know and get business from them which literally will end up paying for the condo if it continues at that rate or they renew their contracts again which is incredible considering that most of us do the yeah i don't live in the mandarin oriental but where I live and where you live right now, there are people in those buildings making millions of dollars. My downstairs neighbors, all my neighbors here in San Francisco are startup guys. Half the people I run into at the coffee shop who I chit chat with, I don't know what they do. And when I find out, I'm always like, oh, you're the CTO of Optimizely or oh, you're, you're the co-founder of Recurly. That's really awesome. And you guys are killing it, you know, or, or guys who have equity in Uber, stuff like that. I mean, you see that every day here in San Francisco and you're in that same department in sort of the, the entertainment hub. For, for all you know, the guys around you are, are producers and directors and stuff like that. I mean, you run into those people in those neighborhoods and in that environment. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, our, it's our, a shame when we ignore those things. Yeah, our building is just filled with porn stars. Or actually, no, not porn stars. Porn, oh, right. porn that directors. wasn't exactly what I was <laughs> yeah, kind I of going for with the whole surround yourself. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> whatever. No, there's like three in here, dude. It's not, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. There's three porn directors in here. It's so funny because you just see porn stars walking through the lobby and, and then you're just like, I know exactly what they're here like, for. Like, we'll go online and like look it up and be like, oh shit, I, I recognize that fridge. Yeah, that, that apartment looks exactly <laughs> oh, no. like mine. Oh my God. Like, same layout. And didn't we see that trick last month? Because, yeah, those those women stick out a lot because they, they have a unique appearance. We can put it that way. Yeah, but that is fun. Going back to the the whole um, surrounding to yourself with, with smart people too, it's not just, you know, your your home or your environment. It's like, when you're starting a business or when you're even working for or for someplace, you're going to work around people that are smarter than you too. You know, and, that, and I think that's how you grow the fastest. We used to be um, in this mindset, like kind of just learning by ourselves and reading books and all that stuff. And that's good. But I think the fastest way to learn is just from people who are better than you at something. And, um, you know, it, it extends to where you live, of course, and your network, who you meet, your friends and who they introduce you to. But also where you work. If, you, if you're starting your own business, you got to hire people that are better than you at X. And then they can take care of that and they teach you how to do it even better. And, and that's, I think, is how you make not only a, a great team, but that's how you achieve the fastest rate of growth um, in, in life and in business. When you guys are filming and things like that, when you guys are going out, is there something you do to get in the mood to do that? Or are you always kind of stoked to go out there and film? I mean, do you ever have to like psych yourself up? Because that could be a useful skill set for people who are feeling a little bit of anxiety or feeling like maybe they just don't want to deal that day, but know they should be more social. Yeah, yeah. So when we go out to film on our way to actually filming, like if we're walking from the car to our filming location. We'll talk to girls. We'll talk to guys. It doesn't matter who we're talking to. We're just, we're trying to like add some lubricant to our social skills for the day. Um, because it kind of like resets every single time you go from like one environment to another. So like if you're spending all day working and, and thinking about YouTube videos and, and business, um, it's hard to kind of go from that to talking to a complete stranger. So what we'll do is we'll just kind of ramp up before we started filming. I remember this one time we were at Venice Beach too. We were just about to go film a video and then we saw this big rope and we were just like, I bet you $10 you cannot reach the top of that because there were like these buff guys trying to get up and they couldn't do it. So we just kind of took a tangent, 
started doing that, making fun of each other, and just really having fun and enjoying our time. You know, so a lot of people when they do something that is is what they feel like is high pressure, the best thing to do is to make it low pressure by doing things prior to that that just allow you to let loose. So whether that is going out and talking to girls, or you're going to like this huge interview at your your dream job. Do some things that that just take your mind off of like it being high pressure. Because really, if you look at the big picture of things, it's not. It's very, very low pressure, and it's a pretty insignificant um, part of your life if you think about all of the other opportunities that are out there. So I, I think that's one really great thing that, that that people should do is just to let loose before you do something that you think is going to make you anxious or you know give you makes you nervous. That's a great. That's a great point. If you can let go of it, and this is all, of course, easier said than done, but the best way to do it is to start taking those baby steps. Like if you're gonna go to a place to to purposely be social and work on your social skills, it might make sense to talk to people on the way there because if you're thinking, oh my God, if I make a mistake, you know, I'm gonna be embarrassed and I'm gonna see that person around all night. But if you go to one place or you're walking there and you talk to people on your way there, by the time you get there, you're warmed up and it doesn't matter if you said something ridiculous the first four or five times you opened your mouth right. that evening. And there was this one study too that they, they had some type of test going on. Essentially, the conclusion was they had half of them while in the waiting room practice like really positive body language. Like some of them would be putting their hands up as if they were victorious in a race. Some of them would be like sitting and taking up a lot of space. So those people did better on this test or whatever it was or interview than the people who they didn't tell anything. So it's also, you can basically trick your mind essentially into doing better. One other thing they said was they told half of the participants also, when you get up there and you take this test or you do this interview, you're going to feel nervous. That nervousness is biologically, is scientifically proven to actually help you. It's like a fight or flight thing. And it's biologically proven to help you. So when you feel that, just keep that in mind. Those people did better as well. So it's really interesting how crazy the mind is when you know, you know how to control it, I guess. And um, you, know, you can do things from just as big as going and talking to people and kind of boosting up your mental energy that way. Or you can do something as small as just reframing the whole situation in your mind and saying, you know, these negative feelings I feel aren't actually negative. They're positive. They're helping me get through this. Ah, perfect. I love reframing. We talk about that quite a bit. We teach it a lot as well in our live programs because it does help. I mean, you really do have a choice in how you view events, which events, of course, in themselves are neutral it's all a matter of the lens in which we view them or how we process them ourselves. Excellent. So is there anything that you guys want to deliver that I haven't asked you yet? I mean, well, of course, we'll be linking to your YouTube channel as well as Project Go in our show notes so that you guys can find more from the Simple Pickup guys, Kong and Jesse there as well. But is there any concept or anything you want to teach that I haven't teased out of you guys yet? I think the main thing is just to... I mean, we, we talked about the giving value and not keeping score, but um, along the lines of that, just have fun and enjoy life. You know, no matter what you do, always reframe it in your mind as this is fun, regardless of if it's like a hard talk you have to have with um, somebody. Like say, I always think of it as like a growing experience. You know, going back to the give value thing, one of the best things that people have done in terms of giving value to us when they interview with us. So this is just like practical advice for anyone who's doing interviews. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but this is really, really great because <laughs> anyone who gives value during an interview 
is just like it it blows everybody else out of the water. So this one girl who interviewed for us, she she did the project that we gave her, but then she also said, and I took a look at your guys's website. And uh, I, I noticed these articles are here. Here are some bugs on your website, and also I noticed that these articles could be reframed in a better way to make you guys seem like uh, really cool guys instead of the quote unquote pickup artists. And I was just blown away by that. So whenever you're going, and, and also our channel manager, the way we hired him was he just worked for free for like a few weeks and just showed how good he was, and we offered him the position, and so just. Giving value is something that no one does during a job interview. And I just felt like we had to mention it because I feel like that single piece of advice will change some people's lives. Because yeah. people don't know that during an interview, you should be giving value to the person. You shouldn't just be answering their questions or telling them like what they want to hear. If you actually do something that directly impacts that person's business or whatever, you'll be above the Stanford graduate who didn't do that. Yeah, no, you're, you're completely right. I know... There's different names for it as well, but people that we've hired, there's there's always people we don't hire who are like, hi, can I have a job with you? What can I do that you guys need done? And it's like, eh, next. But then there'll be somebody who's like, hey, you know, this is really cool. I love what you're doing. Let me know if I can help in any way. By the way, I noticed this, 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 and this, and I don't know, you've probably got it covered, but here's a th- quick mock-up of something I thought would be pretty cool. Let yeah, me know. That's I, do this pro- yeah. I, I do this professionally. Of course, I would do this one for you for free just because I think it would be cool. Let me know if you're interested. And usually, I'll be frank, I'm not. But a lot of the times, I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead and make infographics for us for free. And I'll appreciate it. And then if they do really well, if we share them and they do really well, I mean, what, who's, who are we going to look to hire? Even if you, if you don't like it, that's still better than someone who didn't do that. Oh, yeah. No, my, my, uh, my favorite slash least well, sarcastic favorite is the guy who's like, hey, man, how do I get a job over there? And it's like, delete. <laughs> you know, like, why, why, is, why is it my job to figure out how to get me to hire you? That seems like a really unfair question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, so I guess that that's, that's kind of our main message, right? It's just to always be giving value, always be having fun. Excellent. Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Interesting, you know, I didn't really expect it to go that way, talking about why a lot of this stuff can be bad for you, but it's great to have sort of white hat, good dudes doing this stuff. And yes, what they do, what Kong and Jesse are doing is not without scrutiny, but I think a lot of the criticism that goes there is a little bit unfounded when you get down to the intention behind what they're doing. And quite frankly, a lot of it is designed as comedy that illustrates a purpose that anybody can do what they want to do. And I think you don't have to dig too deep to find that. Getting to know when you're ready to settle down is a, a priceless lesson that I had to learn for myself, and I think a lot of people out there can probably resonate with that. I know that if I'd heard that probably a few years ago, I might have either not understood what it meant at all, or it might have been very helpful, I'm not sure. Of course, getting psyched up to go out and be more social, always good to have that warm up. I think that's a, a really sort of a basic tip in that the elusive obvious, however, most people don't do it, and pay the consequences. And then last but not least, tricking your mind into being more positive Always helpful. Again, a hack that most people don't bother with. So hope you guys took something away from this. I know it's sort of steered well away from the pickup artist stuff, which is great because again, that's not where we wanted to go with it at all. And I wanted to show that what these guys are illustrating is actually much deeper than that. And of course, now you see a little bit of the reasoning behind why the Art of Charm evolved as a brand. So I hope you guys dug this one. Of course, if you didn't, you can let me know that too. 
I'm Jordan at The Art of Charm. I rely on you to keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone else who's a good fit for the show, let us know, Jordan at theartofcharm.com. This guest, of course, Kong and Jesse, both massively requested guests here on the show. And if you enjoyed this one, don't forget to thank Kong and Jesse here on Twitter. Gonna have that linked up in the show notes as well. Our live program details at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. And if you're not subscribed, get after it already. We've got, of course, iTunes, Stitcher, we're everywhere. But check out our iPhone and Android apps available at theartofcharm.com slash iPhone and slash Android. Thanks, guys, to the Jasons, of course, for their help in the production of the Art of Charm podcast. And please, guys and girls, tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. So have a great week. Go out there and get social and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com.